Hi, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. We are the Carwells. I'm Emily. And I'm Sarah, and we are, as you know, Airbnb interior designers and investors. Well, everyone, welcome back to our favorite type of episodes where we get to hang out in our matching pajamas. Emily has no ability to keep Christmas presents from us for Christmas. I can't. I'm really bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> so we walked in yesterday and she goes, we have matching outfits. And I said, oh. I was like, oh, you guys are here for the weekend. So here's your uniform. <laughs> to be in my house here you go <laughs> um but as you all know the year is wrapping up and so we thought it only appropriate to do a final episode for the year covering the year reviewing the year this one's gonna be a fun one for us i know it's gonna be going down memory lane also i know you guys can hear my cat meowing <laughs> i know it i the said, small farm that we've got said this a million times i live in a zoo <laughs> And luckily, one of them is being very good right now. Yeah, we'll see how long that Yeah, is. if you're listening to this audio only, go to YouTube and watch the video, if only because my puppy is sleeping in between us during yeah. this episode. It's honestly a really great angle, too. Oh, my gosh. He's <laughs> so cute. What a baby. Uh, well, without further ado, we're going to go quarter by quarter with mm-hmm. peaks and pits. We had we... to separate it into quarters. <laughs> we couldn't do monthly. We couldn't organize our thoughts enough. <laughs> But honestly, this is going to be an interesting episode. Um, okay, so let's go back to Q1. Literally beginning of January. Yeah. This happened. Yeah. So first of January, let's start with peaks first, and then we'll get into pits, because the pits is the drama. Okay. <laughs> All right. So peaks for me in Q1 of this year was, of course, launching the lily pad. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. It was our first or my first purchased property. We finally got out of arbitrage and finally into purchase property in Michigan. We spent September, October, November, December completely renovating it. And in February, I guess, is when we finally launched it. So I love that you call it the lily pad now because <laughs> it like didn't have a name until like these past couple months. And so now when you say the lily pad, it kind of takes me a second because all I can think of is the lake house because that's what we called it for so long. But the lily pad just fits really well. Well, and it literally, it took me months. I could not figure out like a catchy name that wasn't like overused. Yeah. That's like my, going to be my problem because it's so hard. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like such a branding thing. Yeah. When I named Halehaven, Jeremy was like, nice name. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, I put Haven after all of my properties. (laughs) It's like, at least you're consistent. Honestly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. So peaks in January, that really was, and we joined Superos Superos Labs. Labs. Yeah. I think we literally like, it might've been the 2nd of January and Sarah goes, Hey, we have an interview with this guy. I'm living in boxes (laughs) in my apartment. And she's like, you gotta look nice. Cause it's like a big interview. And I was like, Okay. And so I'm literally set my computer up on a box. I sit on the floor, I'm pretty sure, with like some random shirt, but I was wearing sweatpants. But that was like exactly. <laughs> the work from home outfit. Yeah. We started the year with that first meeting and deciding, deciding that to we join gonna... Superhost Labs. Yeah. And walking into 2022, I mean, we we knew we were undercharging for interior design. We knew that we were trying to gain traction in the real estate space, not really understanding what that traction was going to look like, but understanding that design wasn't 
Like, we weren't going to build a design firm. Yeah. We knew that. Well, I think we started at the end of 2021 running into, because we had undercharged for so long, that's what people were expecting out of us. Yeah. So when we started increasing our prices, I don't blame anybody for this because, like, we set that standard for ourselves, but people started, like, kind of pushing back and not wanting us to raise our prices or going somewhere else and then realizing that we really were undercharging and then they would tell us they'd be like oh you guys actually like I kept coming back to you because you do good work and you guys were so much cheaper than everybody else and then when we asked for like more they were like yeah no (laughs) so it would like it was either we had to just like kind of completely cut that off and start fresh or I don't know like I don't know what we would have done because people weren't like they weren't ready for the transition because we had set such a standard that like we weren't charging more. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a tricky situation. And also none of it was passive. Zero percent of it was passive. Zero percent of it was had any sort of a compounding effect. So for both of us, we were like, nah. Yeah. (laughs) Even though like at the beginning of the year, the last couple that I was like wrapping up as we were transitioning into Superhost labs, it was it just like cherry on top why we wanted to leave it was like (laughs) some of the worst two not the clients themselves but some of the worst two with like shipping and deliveries and returns and all of these things got they were so bad and I was like this is I'm done like after these once we finally got it all done and everything was delivered I was like thank god like I'm done we're done I'm not taking any more clients we are pushing this somewhere else because that that process is the worst the design is so much fun coming up with the design board designing like putting that concept together it was so much fun it's literally the delivery like order and delivery the that's the end. worst part it's the back end hate payments. it yeah so all right let's get in well that kind of really nicely leads us into pits for q1 <laughs> first thing realizing oh, yeah. we were undercharging for design significantly undercharging for design which is a little disappointing to like look back and do but i also think we built up our portfolio so much by doing that so it's cool to look back at like what we were able to do. It's just like we like really set the bar low for what we expected for pricing. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and it was one of those things, too, that it was like it served as an attention grab. I mean, mm-hmm. during that time, that's definitely when we like kind of launched on TikTok. We started gaining a following on TikTok. That's why Subro Slabs reached out to us. So at that point in time, I think we were at like maybe 30 or 40,000 Uh followers on tiktok and so although we were undercharging i think there's this perception that if you have like a big following on social media you're immediately making money and that's like (laughs) couldn't be further from the truth yeah no which it's just it's a learning experience right you don't know how to monetize your social media you don't really understand how to charge for these in airbnb interior design situations because there's no one that's guiding you and it was just you know we had like siloed ideas everywhere and there just wasn't any like connection between yeah them. oh my um, gosh monetizing your social media could be a whole different topic whole that's episode. still a whole thing yeah so that and that was tough I mean we had branded ourselves for so long as Carwell design mm-hmm. and design being the focus and you know you being creative me coming from interior design that was such a natural gravitation but it, like we knew we, we knew in January ourselves super far down <laughs> and we knew we had to like scrap it yeah scrap it and essentially start fresh which then resulted in limbo yeah we lived in limbo during q1 because we like 
joined I think Superhost yeah, Labs. we joined Superhost Labs. We, it went into February where I was finishing the last of the design clients, mm-hmm. and then it was like we were we were still working. Yeah. We were helping build Superhost Labs, but that didn't launch until end of, of Q one, yeah. so beginning of Q two. Yeah. So we lived in this like limbo phase of what are we outside of that we're building super Rose labs because it yeah. still was the two separate brands yeah we were working simultaneously yeah and that was like trying to figure out what was our content what was their content where we were going with ours since we weren't doing design anymore it was a lot yeah well and it was like it's so tricky because you know super Rose labs came into our life at the exact point where we knew we wanted to collapse and scrap and, mm-hmm. and rebuild and so it was like this beautiful opportunity that landed in our laps from social media, from being seen, from putting in all this work that we already had done. But like you and I were very, very certain that we did not want to collapse Carwell, right? Mm -hmm. Like we did not want to get rid of that brand, but it's like, okay, what does that brand stand for now? Yeah. And so that whole limbo phase was just really awkward. It was like, who are we here? Who are we there? Like, are we talking to the same community we've been talking to? Are we talking to a new community? What is a fund? What is syndication like what are all these like things that Subaru Labs is representing and so there was a whole portion of education a whole portion of rebranding a whole portion of identity crisis that all was happening in Q1 and then on top of it Emily and I had done this 12 unit I mean we had designed we had negotiated closed designed found investors for and installed this 12 unit apartment complex in Fort Worth and the landlord called in January and was like, I want you all out. (laughs) So disappointing. We worked so, I felt like I lived in that building. We worked in there for three months straight. Yeah. Like literally three months straight. And the landlord was like, yeah, we're done here. I mean, it was cool. It was cool. It was was cool. Disappointing. I mean, two of them were his. Yeah. And he just figured out that. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, and then that's the thing with arbitrage. Your landlord is holding your business by the balls. Yeah, literally. And he can take it whatever he wants. And he figured out how much money he could make. Yeah. And the 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 fatal mistake was that I had signed a one-year lease. Like one of the other investors that we had brought in signed, like pushed for a year and a half and was non-negotiable about that year and a half. And so, I mean, you have to invest a certain amount of money to get these properties up and running. So I think on that property, because mine only ran for a year, I think in total, I made like maybe five grand off of it for a full year because you had to pay back your initial investment. So Mm -hmm. it was like not only the time, but then the money that you made. It was just a bad investment overall. Overall. So that was a huge pit. Um, Good experience. Yeah. I mean... Really good experience. Kept our lights on for a little while. (laughs) Yeah, kept our lights on, gave us it momentum nonetheless. (laughs) Momentum nonetheless. Love it. So then we walked into Q2. And Q2 was a, if we're looking at all four of the quarters that we had this year, Q2 was my second favorite. I think Q2 was the least eventful. Yeah. But it was, I think that was like what was so good about it is that it was not eventful. We were just grinding. Yeah. And we were learning a lot during that time too. But there wasn't any like major chaos going on in Q2 for us. Yeah, there was no big fires. So peaks in Q2, we, as you all saw, launched Superhost Labs. um, Mm -hmm. And we learned all about 
that style of investing and what funds look like and how to advertise them legally. (laughs) Yeah, there was so much education in that period of time. Yeah, at that portion of time, we intimately understood design. We intimately understood arbitrage. We, at that point, fairly well understood investing and purchased properties, but we did not at all have any exposure to partnerships or anything larger outside of using your own capital. I mean, we still were relatively green. So mm-hmm. um, just the community alone that Superhost Labs gave us, like just being able to like be in a room and be able to pick brains who knew a lot more than you did and knew a lot more than I did. <laughs> and like really, yeah. you know, it was a safe space for us to like. Yeah, we got to learn from people that were like at such further stages than us. But then we also met people who were exactly at the stage that we are. Yeah. Which was really nice because like in Airbnb, it feels like we all know each other Yeah, to a certain extent. Like we all talk to each other. We all consume each other's content. But we actually got to physically meet these people in real life and get to know them and become friends with them. And that was really cool. We got to yeah. like meet our internet besties. And Maddie love, and Skyler. Maddie and Skyler. <laughs> and uh, still are friends to them, to, with them to this day. Yeah. Like, absolutely love them. And then Eric, who we met through Superhost Labs too, him and his girlfriend Wanda, they do Airbnb. Yeah. Very similar, like, experiences and stuff. He's also from Michigan, like us. <laughs> yeah, He's a Midwest guy. We love that. Yeah. So I think Q2 is big on networking. I mean, we started the podcast in Q2 as well, didn't we? Yeah, I think we launched the podcast right when we launched Superhost Labs. Yeah, because yeah, we had those backlogged. Uh, yeah. Well, and this podcast, too. I mean, it was one of those things where we started as kind of like a, a way to network, and it has done just that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, there has been a lot of value that's come from these podcasts. I mean, I hope all of our listeners have found a ton of value in here, but, like, from our perspective as well, there has been, yeah, like, very direct benefits from inviting these people on yeah the intention behind like we bring on guests for you guys for sure but a lot of it is like we're trying to learn from these people too because everybody's approach is different everybody's experience is different and so we get to learn right alongside you guys yeah yeah it's been a huge huge perk um and then pits with q2 like you mentioned, they weren't so, so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did have, you know, again, it's just that identity crisis that we went through. That honestly was like a pit that I think I wrote down every single quarter. <laughs> yeah, this year was a very big uh, identity crisis year, which I think is probably more normal than we think it is. Yeah. Because we essentially scrapped our entire business. And I think it takes it realistically, like you want to just keep pushing and doing all these things. And I think we've done a really good job at doing that. But to figure out exactly what we want to do. People take years and years to like nail down what their business is going to be. And we completely scrapped our business at the beginning of this year. So I think we're on the right track for (laughs) sure. But it just felt like this whole year we spent just like turning the wheels and trying like throwing noodles at the wall, trying to figure out what we want Carwell's to be, what value it brings to people. Yes. It's been a noodly year for sure. what it's been fun I I feel like the year as a whole has been I feel like I went through college like all four years of college in 12 months you know like Airbnb if there was a year that I would dub as Airbnb college it would be this year yeah I will say most years recently have been passing very quickly and this year felt very slow (laughs) I think specifically for that reason because it it like 
it felt like college in the way that like you're not actually gaining traction yet like you're still learning so much and so you're not like taking off yeah and I'm hoping that that's what 2023 is is the takeoff and it sounds so stupid because we did so much this year and we actually got like a lot done and we accomplished so many things so like that that phrase sounds weird but it really just felt like we were running in place for a while yeah well yeah and it still feels like that I think that what a lot of like people who consume our content don't understand or maybe don't get to see is that like you guys are watching us figure it out in real time (laughs) right yeah and like there are things that like we can't expose to everyone right it's like there are things that we're working on that you guys don't get to see yet or like you just there's a lot of chaos that's going on behind the scenes that like you know you can't I mean I guess we could expose all of it right but I don't that's impossible to do this too much time but it's just like one of those things that you guys don't see on the back end. How much is happening? How much, even though if you see numbers going up and us moving on into new properties and things like that, it's like there's so much that feels like it's just stuck. Yeah, we're like doing we're... a lot of this for the first time. Yeah. There was a phrase that came up recently where somebody said, your parents are, this is their first time being parents. Like they've never lived a life before. Yeah. And that's what I feel like it's like for us. Like it seems yeah. like we have everything figured out probably to people online but we're a lot of this we're just like doing for the first time and figuring it out yeah yeah I honestly like like currently speaking of Bryce I think he does a really good job of that like he's so he's the only other one in the space where I'm like he like has a lot figured out and doesn't have a lot figured out and is very vocal about both oh yeah and so it like almost makes his content like easy to consume because I'm like oh my gosh everybody else is doing the same thing it's fine yeah (laughs) he makes it very obvious that he's like I don't know what's going on but we're gonna figure it out like this is what I do know Mm -hmm. and then we'll spill that and And so it makes it so genuine but Mm -hmm. yeah there is that like constant balance of like you hold authority in this space like we hold a ther- authority in the airbnb space and we are experts in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways we are beginners as well and so it's just a really hard balance to like understand how to continue holding this like persona in a space without making people question how much you actually know or like yeah. whether you're doing it right because you don't know if you're doing it right. You know? yeah i think a lot of like the feeling like i'm not gaining traction part was more like not necessarily questioning knowledge that we have, but like how to portray that knowledge to other people, yeah. I think was the part that like was the hardest thing is like, how, how do you navigate giving that information out to other people? And how do you do that? When do you do that? How what's, do you get it to be well received? Yeah. What's the right way? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of, I think that was like the biggest thing. Cause I think obviously we learned a lot and we don't know everything about the space yet. We're like, learning as we go just like everybody else is but there is so much that we do know that is valuable but it's like how do we put that out to the world right right yeah and I feel like you and I both feel this obligation of like we so intimately know how difficult it is to understand the ins and outs of real estate like this is not readily available information right Mm -hmm. like we've like fought to be in the right room and like rub shoulders with the right people specifically to understand how we can make this like our wealth, our money, our capabilities grow. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we're like, okay, well, if, if we finally got X information, like 
we want to present it, right? It's like this like desperation to like make it easier for the people behind us. But how do you do that without like sounding salesy or, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just a thing that we fight all the yeah. time. We're asking the stupid questions so that, <laughs> so that you, you guys have can to. have the answers. <laughs> Trust me, I cannot tell you how many times I texted Matt or Byron being like, this is a really <laughs> dumb question, but I don't know the answer. So yeah. I need you to answer it for me. And they both were incredible about answering all of my questions, but like, yeah, it's like, how do you give that information to people? People get upset if you want to charge for that information. Yeah. But like, we work so hard to get it. It's <laughs> yeah. like picking and choosing. And yeah, we so, don't want to be salesy. We want to genuinely help people. Yeah. So all of that goes into our identity crisis. And like leaving design, we were just giving design tips before. You know, it was just a whole thing. It's like, okay, who are we in the space? Who are we talking to? Are we talking to investors with Superos Labs? Are we talking to existing hosts because we're training people on what we do, best practices? Are we talking to future hosts who are new, who are like 18-year-olds who are interested in Airbnb? Are we talking to people who love design but are interested in Airbnb design specifically? Are we talking to interior designers? Like, there was just... And we didn't, I mean, it changed. It's it's literally still evolving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we still don't fully understand who we're talking to because I don't think we fully understand what corner in the Airbnb space we're standing yeah. in. Which and not wanting to leave behind. Like, we don't, we don't want to stop talking about design because we knew that so many people found validity and, like, they were, they liked our design content. Yeah. So then, like, we don't want to leave that behind, but we're also, like, transitioning ourselves and... Wow. The identity crisis portion. It's so big. (laughs) We're clearly still struggling. It's fine. So uh, if you're in that boat too, (laughs) just know you're not alone. (laughs) That entire section right there just like really sums up the the chaos of our our internal conversations. Well, that was Q2. Didn't I just say that Q2 was the least chaotic? (laughs) I'm a liar. I'm lying to all of you. (laughs) I'm lying to myself. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Q3. Q3 was, for lack of better words, a shitstorm. The worst quarter of the year. The worst... By far. The worst quarter in Airbnb that I've had. Yeah, easily, that I've had. Q3 sucked. Let's just put that out there. Q3 sucked. We need therapy from Q3. I'm in therapy. (laughs) I'm in therapy. I'm in therapy from Q1. (laughs) (laughs) I still have to reach acceptance that I need therapy from Q2. Oh, well, I'll send you Donna's number. (laughs) God bless Donna. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, she's the best. Although Q3 sucked so bad. Yeah. There were still some peaks. There were some peaks. So let's start with peaks and then we'll, we'll switch to pits. But all right, peaks for Q3 was the 4th of July week, 4th uh, of July vendor. We essentially, as Carwells, got to throw our first networking event, but it was like a vendor networking event with all of our friends. Yeah, and all of our friends at this point are all in the Airbnb space. Yeah, so. everybody's in like this industry to a certain extent, and we just got to hang out. And honestly, I was like, oh, it's just going to be like a fun weekend and we're all going to talk. We talked so much about business that whole weekend. Literally, Airbnb was the conversation. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I knew that that was going to be talked about, obviously, but like, it was just so fun. It was so fun. And we completely unplugged for that whole weekend. Well, some of us didn't have a choice after some days to unplug from their phone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Emily Emily, uh, may or may not have. uh... I didn't put that on my pits. (laughs) (laughs) dropped her phone in the lake (laughs) my phone got dropped in 
the lake. So anybody who goes to uh, Sarah's lake house, you find a phone on the beach. <laughs> let me know. Close up. It was a peeing incident. Okay. On a boat. <laughs> and it After a full home. day of adult beverages. Yeah. Don't bring your phone on the lake, people. Don't bring your phone on the Not lake. Well, anyway, not... we were quite the buzzkill coming back from that paddle boat. <laughs> <laughs> we, like, get off the paddle oh, boat. Oh, they were trying to ice us. <laughs> yeah, everyone. I mean, we're walking back into a house with, like, 20 people at it. And oh. Emily had just lost her phone. And so all of us were, like, somber. You know, it was, like, one of those moments where you're, like, oh, no. Oh, like, it was so this bad. This is such a want-want moment. And so we get off the paddle boat. And everyone was, like, they had sent out smeared off ISIS because they were going to ice us and everyone was like excited for us to come back and we get off the paddle boat and don't say a single word we all just walk straight into the house everybody was like no you have to go to the dock you have to go to the dock and I'm just walking straight into the house I was like my phone's in the lake and Tyler goes what I "I don't want to talk about it yeah it's fine but I mean that was such a big moment because for both of us not you fall or not the phone in the lake, but that weekend or that week, I guess, in general was such a big week for us because you and I have always, always been vocal about how Airbnb is first a lifestyle play, second an investment. And so for us to, you know, have a property in Michigan, growing up in Michigan, you like have friends who have lake houses and it's like the, the place dream to, be. to have a lake house as an adult in Michigan. Yeah. And so to be able to like, host people that we love for a week in a house that we own you know it just was like it was it was the highlight I think it's funny because Q3 was like absolutely the worst quarter but that for sure was like the highlight of the year for me yeah I think it was yeah it was perfect and literally like I feel like so many of us have been like okay so what lake house are we doing it at next year? Yeah. Like, it's going to be a yearly thing where, like, this group of people just gets together. Yeah. And goes to somebody's lake house and we get to party yeah. and network for the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. There is there is joy when you find those spaces where you can be your professional self and your wild self all in the same all space. All in the same space. And actually yeah. have people that you're partying with that you can, like, grow with outside of that. So. Yeah. Absolutely. It was amazing. Came out of that weekend with so much inspiration. Yeah. So many good friends. Yeah. So. All right. So that was a big peak. Um, we started getting. Well, we'll talk about the clarity, I guess. The peaks and pits kind of have to go together they in this go one because uh, it gets really bad and then really good yeah so well we can go to another big peak yes we both bought properties yeah in q3 what q3 really did suck but also have really great times q3 was the roller coaster of the year oh my gosh so much happened so yeah so okay so we'll we'll address the elephant i think in the room for this quarter and we've mentioned it on social media but we don't talk in depth about it we decided to step away from superhost labs which was the pits yes it was a really (laughs) hard decision to make because we had invested so much time into doing this seven months of our year and we like completely revamped our business which needed to be done yeah we were gonna do that anyway we were gonna do that anyway but it, it pushed us to do that and so we were still having an identity crisis though when we did decide to leave and so it was just it was just a hard Thing. it was a hard yeah. decision to make and then it pushed us into a direction that like we had to start making some decisions about what we wanted to be and what yeah. direction we wanted to go in yeah and I want to be clear here too like there are so many people that invested in Superhost Labs because of us representing them and because of us launching it and 
that it's still a great investment. Like mm-hmm. I want to be very clear to anyone listening to this. Like if you invested in super O slabs or if you're considering investing in super O slabs, investing passively in short-term rentals, I will for always and forever assuming that the industry stays the way that it is, encourage that. Yeah. For us, stepping away from super O slabs was such a complicated decision because you know, when we realized that we wanted to step away from design and we wanted to step into something else, there was this huge missing education factor because me or you like neither of us have people in our back pocket like our parents or mentors or like we don't have anyone who has great experience in real estate we don't Mm -hmm. know a single person in our immediate network that you know has made it big in real estate or really understands how to like have real estate change your life and so when we were ready to leave carwell design and step away from designing for other people we needed the education and Super O Slabs absolutely brought us that education. That was by far the most beneficial portion for us mm-hmm. with Super O Slabs. But ultimately, we just kept struggling with this identity crisis, right? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, we didn't leave, like, I didn't leave a nine to five, and you didn't come on this journey with me to, like, have a job. And I know that's not what Super O Slabs was, but it was, right? It, like, very yeah. much was a job for us. It very much was eating up at least 40 hours a week. Um, yeah. And taking us away from building our own. And it was, portfolio. yeah, it was like we were approaching two different audiences, right? Like the Super O Slabs audience was a very different audience than us because we're like very much so we do a lot of it ourselves. We are, we're adamant about that anybody can get into the space if they want to work hard enough to do it. Yeah. And giving tips and tricks. And that's just a different person than the person who wants to do it passively. So yeah. we were trying to come at it from both angles, I think, and that was where a lot of the identity crisis started coming in because we were like we believe in both sides of it but like our personal journeys yeah were different yeah than what the super host labs journey was yeah and we couldn't carry both like we couldn't yeah continue it was building. too much like it didn't make carwell wasn't thriving mm-hmm. and super host labs was thriving and all you and i could think about was how we wanted that to be reversed yeah um so you know all things said i'm proud of the work that we did at super host labs what made it super difficult to leave was really the community, right? It's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden we were on a team with a ton of people and weekly people... meetings. Yeah. And like, yeah. Just... Yeah. So, you know, everybody talks about how lonely entrepreneurship is and it is lonely. I mean, Emily and I were talking about that this morning, like even with having a partner, it gets lonely because the, the battles that Emily is facing every single day are different battles than what I'm facing. Yeah. Um, and so still like whatever, drama you're dealing with you're like to a certain extent dealing with that drama alone and so it was nice to have that community but um but yeah we decided to step away and that it felt like a waste of seven months yeah I don't Um, think it was like obviously with like the education and stuff that we got out of it and the community because we do still have somewhat of a community from from that group of people and so it, it wasn't but it just felt because we had put Carwell's on pause essentially it felt like a waste when we when we came out of that but it did start like the peak to that is that we had direction to where we were going because we had more education and more things that we knew coming out of that and just a little bit of clarity on what we wanted because I think coming out of design we didn't really know what direction we wanted to go in and I think it gave us a lot of clarity on yeah that to a certain extent we're still having an identity crisis for sure but like we've checked some boxes that are no's yeah I think yeah and I think you and I too just 
have always like had a little bit more of a boutique style dream. Mm-hmm. Like I think, you know, for the both of us, we knew that we didn't want to be as hands-on with design as we were before with individual clients and properties that we were just getting paid out once. But even with Subaru Slabs, it's like we couldn't be all the things that we wanted to be because it was too big. We had to hold like a specific role. Mm-hmm. And so for that portion of our our time with Subaru Slabs, it was 100% social media. Like we were their marketing team, essentially. And although we love the marketing, like obviously, <laughs> you guys see how much time we spend on TikTok and Instagram. It's just like that wasn't the thing that was going to really truly grow our wealth. And so it's like, okay, we need more time to be spending on our own portfolios and our own situation and we didn't leave our nine to fives to go back to another one so it just it was so many tears so many tears it was were the shed. right decision but it was a hard decision it was a really hard decision um so that was a huge pit and i think that all like our de- identity crisis really came to fruition where we thought that it was like going to be this easy jump in january where we were like wow something came and like scooped us up immediately when we knew we were gonna have to let go of this and we were just so happy and so invested personally into it that, like, yeah. it was like this sunshine and rainbows, which, yeah. like you said, it's still a, it's still a good thing. Yeah. Like, but it just leaving something that we were so excited about was yeah a little yeah it was it upsetting. felt like a breakup. I mean, oh yeah, there's so much about this entrepreneurship game that feels like dating and breakups. Mm-hmm. There's so much about we're it. We're just people who get really attached to. <laughs> I think a lot of people could leave and just be fine and just yeah. like continue going on. Yeah. We get extremely attached because we become so passionate about the things that we're yeah. involved in, and we were huge advocates for every single thing, yeah. And, like, really, like, changed the identity of, like, what we were going towards to be a part of that, which ended up not being what we should have done because yeah. uh, we should we need to prioritize like our business and stuff yeah. like that but yeah and, that's and that really, was the decision we had to make yeah I remember like a repeating theme in Q3 was like you mentioning how I want to like I say yes to everything right like when we were in the heart of Subaru Slabs you were like Sarah you're saying yes to wanting to be involved in every single like corner of this business but like you and I cannot handle all of these things mm-hmm. and and then on top of that we have Carwell's and you know it was just it was one of those moments where I was like, I just want to do all the things. I want to be involved in all the things. I want to be able to help all the people. I want to be like, if you see value in me, I want to be able to give you that value that you see instead of just being like, okay, I know I'm valuable. Where do I want to plug in? Yeah. And so it was like this like internal like people pleaser issue mm-hmm. <laughs> that that just exhausted us really for seven months. But um but yeah, that was that was a big pit to step away from uh, Subaru Slabs. And in that same, I think it was literally the same month. I think all of this happened in August. I think it happened like in a week. Yeah. The same week I found out that, so I started the year with five arbitrage properties. We had to collapse the one that I had in that 12 unit when he said get out. We decided to leave Subaru Slabs. And in that same week, I found out that another two of my arbitrage properties were being collapsed that had been running for like two years and the one so the one it was that they just weren't letting you resign your lease yeah so you go down there and you like figure out you're like okay we just have to be out by this day whatever 
And I remember you specifically asking, yeah, like, is my other one okay? Or is it going to get shut down? It's fine. Just tell me now. I'm here now. I'm here now. I live like, in Michigan. I don't want to have to come back down. Yeah, let me know. And they said it was fine. Yep. And you get back up to Michigan and then get a call from the cleaners. Hey, there's a note on the door. You're getting <laughs> evicted like you. from this one. It wasn't even evicted, right? Was it? No. No. No, it was just they were like, we're not allowing you to renew your lease. And Bye. they weren't. Bye, Zero. <laughs> The dog's leaving the picture. <laughs> um, it wasn't like we weren't getting evicted, but they wouldn't give us a clear answer as to why. And that why... one was like month to month, though, wasn't it? Yeah. That's why it was like not an eviction. It was like, yeah, you're just done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, to touch on that, well, actually, we'll go back to it. But we got to like talk to the, the last time we were down there, we got to talk to the office people and they told us the whole story of mm. like, yeah, of Shut like up, oh, how that know. played out because oh they gosh. wouldn't before. Well, actually, let's talk about it now. Because yeah. I, I haven't heard this. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, these two properties were in the apartment complex that me and my husband lived in full time. So we started airbnb them before we knew anything. I mean, this was back in 2019. We just started airbnb out the property when we would travel on the weekends. So we didn't know anything about like city ordinances. We didn't know anything about leases. We didn't know anything about subletting. We, we literally were just like so naive. We were like, throw it up And online. you're more of a ask yeah. for forgiveness, not permission kind of person. So Period. It was, a, <laughs> it was a let's list it. And if they come at me, yeah. I'll figure it out kind of a situation. I remember. Yeah. So we shortly found out after that it was illegal in that complex. And we had no idea, right? We were like, oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. And Oops. so so we were like, well, we've been doing this for six months to a year at this point. Like, can we keep doing it? And they were like, well, with an apartment complex this big, um, the owner of the building is not like just doesn't have any interest in like developing a new lease, so on and so forth. They were like, but if things are going well, like us as the management company, we have no problems with it. Like, just keep running a tight ship. But if we have problems you're out. And so at that point I was like, okay, well, these are already set up. I've already spent the money. Like I'm going to run them for as long as I can. Well then of course, like we run them for another two years, make great money off of them, have a great relationship with the people in the office. Like, and then all of a sudden they're kicking us out and we're like, our business has been running. Like there's what sparked this? Like, why are you like, why are you not telling me why you're kicking me out? And she just was like very ambiguous about it. Well, then when we went back in, we found out that um, somebody else had come into the building and started airbnb illegally without asking permission, obviously without having a relationship with the front office, you know, and came in intentionally doing that. Like, didn't ever live in the space, just immediately started airbnb it out. Mm. Well, because they weren't targeting a higher-end clientele, they put, like, crap furniture and just, oh. you know, priced it really low. And for our listeners, if you're not aware, like, apartment complexes are really nervous about you know, not being able to run a background check on who's in that building because it puts everyone else who pays there to live full time there at risk. Yeah, especially like the security that they have to have in place. Yeah. And all that. And like some apartment complexes don't have cameras in the hallways because yeah. of the way that the building is set up or whatever. And so there's just like extra steps that they need to take if that's going to be yeah. going on. Yeah. So long story short, whoever that Airbnb host was, like for myself, when I would schedule maintenance, I would always like tell the maintenance man, like, hey, this day is vacant or hey, someone's checking out and checking in. You have from 10 to four to go switch out the vents or like whatever the case may be or the filters for the vents. And so that host didn't do that for him. He didn't know it was an Airbnb. And so he went he got a request 
to go in and do some maintenance and came in and the guest pulled a gun on him. <gasps> yeah. And so then the maintenance people were like, oh my gosh, like this is, you know, turned into something that we didn't want it to be, brought it up to the owner. And the owner was like, I know some of these have been run underground. Like, I know you've allowed some people to do it for the last two years, a.k.a. me. They were like, we want them all out. And so she was I, like, you know, yep. can't blame them. <laughs> can't, right. Oh my gosh. I would lose it if somebody, yeah. oh God, I yeah. would just start crying. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, I mean, and it's totally on that host. Like, the entire oh issue is on bad hosts. See, this, that's why we just, like, continue talking about pushing bad hosts out of the space. It sounds so insensitive and mean, but, like. That host cost me thousands of dollars. Run your business right. <laughs> yeah. Like, figure it out. If you, Especially if you're going to do it under the table. Right. Like, illegally. Run it right so you don't get caught and <laughs> right. screw everybody else over. Yeah, you better have a tight ship. So, yeah, it was unfortunate. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, the whole purpose of those arbitrage units was to give us money for a property that we could purchase. And it did that. And so I just was like, we're, you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is, but we got kicked. So we went from five units. Now we were down to one because Ethan and Kenny had that other one that they just decided to collapse on their own. So we started the year, you know, with something that was producing $50,000 a year to now producing like $15,000 a year. Yeah. You know, it was like this huge cut in pay. Yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. We moved on from it. So at least you got to keep the one in the best building. I still look to see if any vacancies come in that building. I want one in that building to this day. I'm like anti arbitrage pretty much. And I still want one in that building. Yeah. I need a quick, I need an investor with $4 million and then we can buy it. And then we can kick out the person who has six units in there. Well, yeah. Yeah. I I'm want literally, one. I just want one. I know. If there's literally any investor that's listening to this that has that kind of money and wants an insane purchase, I've got one. <laughs> but oh I'm gosh. I'm not announcing where it is because I it's been for sale for years now. It's been for sale for four years and we've run numbers on it. It makes all the sense in the world to run it as an Airbnb, as a full property. We've got two years of income showing like proof of concept mm-hmm. because there's so many airbnbs in there and the guy that owns it is a son of a big developer who just like handed his son this building to like manage and it's just been sitting for sale and i'm like i want it so how bad. many um months of only fans do we need to get that kind of money <laughs> sarah and i have been joking about making an only fans all year you guys yeah all year Mr. Ford so 8 is the only person in the Airbnb space that has an OnlyFans. Oh my and I'm gosh. Like, I just... Sir, how much are you making on that? <laughs> Mom and dad, don't listen to this, but I want one so bad. <laughs> I will sell so many feet pics. For... I don't even care. <laughs> I know. I have no limits. I know. I want that building so but That is on my goal. I would love to buy that building. So anyway, yeah. so we still have one in Fort Worth. It is... And honestly, like when I went back and looked at the financials, that one is the most profitable. So at least we got to keep the most profitable unit. And like, they're not kicking us out. Like I've already talked to them for next year. They're keeping us. So um, really my my goal is to just keep it until I can buy the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Saving yeah. them pennies. Yeah. So and then the last peak. So we had 4th of July. We had Clarity again. We both bought properties, and the last peak was developing my relationship with Matt. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt is my broker, Matt, on social media. Um, 
he just like reached out to us on social media and he's from Michigan as well and we had him he's been on the podcast so you guys have yeah. heard his story yep yep yeah. and he just ended up being like now looking back definitely one of the most valuable relationships that um we created from the podcast mm-hmm. over this past year um we'll get into that more in Q4 but yeah that was a huge I mean he came right after Superhost Labs and I just remember like being in such a mental rut after deciding to leave Superhost Labs knowing that it wasn't right but not knowing what that next step looked like Mm -hmm. and like we still don't know for sure what that next step really looks like right we're making some moves to really try and feel it out but I just remember Matt sitting on the phone with me and being like Sarah you will look back on this experience and you will be so thankful for it because you don't understand how valuable that education that you got there was Mm -hmm. Um, and so all you and I can feel is like the pain (laughs) the regret the like you know just the amount of effort that went into it that we didn't really see any fruition come Mm -hmm. out of but I just don't think that we've seen it yet or yeah I think it's I think it was just like initial like all we could see was what was right in front of us and long term it'll have been such a good decision but yeah yeah so it was good to have Matt and now Matt I feel like is playing the role of number one mentor for (laughs) yeah yeah Matt Matt's a good relationship he helps me get my house yeah he helped me get my house and now we're in Orange Cadillac together so all right so let's move on to Q4 which is hands down easily in my opinion the best quarter that we (laughs) we're still in it we've still got a month to go Knock on freaking wood. (laughs) But we have earned this quarter. So far, this quarter has started out incredibly strong. So let's start with peak. Um, Oh, well, one huge peak that just happened, what, a few days ago, last week. We hit 100K on TikTok. Ah, that six-figure mark. It feels good. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, I don't know what it was. It's like... All of them have been cool, but hitting 100K just felt good. Yeah. Well, I think especially after, like, you'll see people who, like, you know, get 100K after, like, two months on TikTok, and it's because they've, like, decided and executed their message. Like, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I think the reason why the 100K feels so good is because our chaos is resonating with people. Oh, gosh. You know? Like, this year, we have, like, absolutely gone through this huge identity crisis and not understood exactly who we're talking to on our social media. And people are still resonating with it. And people are still resonating with it. And so it's, like, I don't think we understand exactly why they're resonating with it yet (laughs) or, like, exactly who we're talking to still. But there are 100,000 of you that are finding value in some nuggets that we're leaving, and that feels good. It feels good that, like, we're genuinely just being ourselves, and people like that. Yeah. Because I feel like like, a lot of people play a character on social media, which is fine. That's, like, what ends up working for a lot of people. Yeah. And we just, like, haven't done that. We've just tried to be the most ourselves the whole time because... I'm not really, I'm not a good actor, so (laughs) I'm not, I'm not good at, like, being anybody else, and it just brought, like, people seem to like that, and people have, like, identified with that, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah, hitting 100k feels so good. Guys, it honestly felt like y'all were giving us one giant hug after our traumatic... year it was so fun I was like checking every second because we were getting so close 
and then I like went on I think in the morning and I was like <gasps> yeah. I like screenshotted it sent it to everybody I knew that was like close I was like you guys we did it like it's yeah. such a cool feeling and there are like people who have millions and millions of followers but it just feels so cool to yeah have. to have two small town girls having so many yeah it really feels incredible um so big thank you to you guys if you follow us on TikTok yes. or if that's where you. <laughs> you discovered us I cannot even begin to express the amount of times that, like, the support that we get on TikTok, that dopamine that we get on TikTok has, like, carried us through some really heavy crap this year. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so that so was fun. that was a huge peak that we celebrated this week. <laughs> Pat on the back to us for that. Um, other peaks that we are or have already experienced in Q4 is I launched... The second lake house here in Michigan. We have our first guest checking in in 50 minutes. Oh. <laughs> Big stuff. I know. I'm so excited. I mean, that lake house was a ton of fun to redo. Um, that lake house I purchased 50-50 with my brother and sister-in-law. So um, it is our first partnership project. But um, It's a yeah. family affair. It is a family affair. It's it, Yeah, that property is going to be a lot of fun to run. Um, and then another big peak in Q4 is Orange Cadillac. I'm going to talk about that one for a minute because it's just so exciting. Um, so, I mean, after we decided to leave Super Oast Labs, both Emily and I, like, needed to take a beat. We were like, that, who are we? What are we doing? Why are we here? And wh- if we are here, like, who are we talking to here? You know, it just was, it was exhausting. It really was emotionally exhausting. It felt like a really big breakup. Um, So Emily basically was like, I need a minute. Like, let me just simmer down. And I was like, I need to go run through a brick wall. (laughs) I need to go like channel this like momentum that I feel that I just like want to end the year on a strong note. I have to go throw it somewhere. So partnering with Matt, we found this insane orange property that I'm sure a ton of you have seen on social media. Um, And it was the first property where I am not investing a dollar of my own money in which exciting seems insane yeah that feels illegal it does actually (laughs) every time I hear about it I'm like I want to do that right right yes yes everyone should want to do that yeah um and you know the investors that we got in it I guess there was a big anxiety that we had you know um diluted our opportunity for partnerships from social media with super oast labs you know because so many of you invested in super oast labs which again is amazing but it you know when you're doing it on your own all of a sudden you're like okay well did i already take a little black book got a little smaller (laughs) yeah like did i give all my contacts away and um for something that you know ended up not being where we wanted to spend our time and um so i just didn't know I didn't know if, like, it was going to work out. I wanted Orange Cadillac so bad. I wanted investors so bad. I wanted to step into a different type of real estate so bad. You know, I wanted to be spending time doing something that created income more than once. Mm -hmm. Repeat income. And so we found investors. We found the property. We raised the capital. We did the whole thing. Um, And so, phone calls. And so Always. it's the first property that I am doing with all investor money. Um, and that's just really exciting. It's exciting because of the property itself, but it's also exciting because of the deal itself. It's just, I feel like 
it's like just a glimpse into the education that we got at Super Rose Labs and how we can play it out in our own lives. Yeah. It's also very exciting because anybody who knows Sarah knows that she's not very good at staying on budget. But because <laughs> she's using investor money, yeah, she has to. I feel like you're learning a whole new set of skills yeah. in this experience too. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to come back from this experience and you're going to be like, you just went to like organizational boot camp and you've needed that for three years. Oh my gosh. I've been trying. <laughs> I know. It's interesting too, because like, <laughs> like Emily and I were talking about this earlier. I am so fast paced. I'm chaotic. I'm unorganized, but I'm like, I'm the, I'm a visionary, right? I like can see the big picture, but I get so stressed out about the little details. I get stressed out about the nitty gritty of whatever doesn't matter what it is that stuff stresses me out and so because we're best friends and because i know she'll allow me to be this way i is my worst habit i just like stay crazy and organized it's like really inappropriate so today i was like oh my gosh emily i'm the toxic one in the relationship and it's taken me to get into like this new partnership to be like oh yeah (laughs) this is an acceptable way yeah since since sarah's gotten in these new partnerships she'll like organize something and she'll send me a folder (laughs) and she'll be like look at this folder that i organized for our stuff we should start doing it like this and i'll just go and like copy a folder that i have and send it to her that i've been doing since we started our (laughs) business (laughs) i'm like we already do it this way sarah she's like Oh, and it's just, I mean, I like being organized, so I'm totally fine doing that. But I would say that that is, like, probably our worst habit is that, like, I just let Sarah run crazy and I just, like, organize it without necessarily asking her to organize. And then she runs crazy and knows that I'm just going to organize it. So, like, it's it it works, but it's probably probably unhealthy. Yeah. Well, and it's just one of those things that I think that, you know, you and I have always had... A friendship and then to walk into having a business relationship it's like it's a whole different personality mm. right it's a whole different personality and so I think that that has been an underlying struggle that we have that we don't even like really give any credit to where we're like well of course we work well together well sure because we both let ourselves sit in our like crazy habits yeah <laughs> like, yeah I just sit and I'll just do it I'm like I'm not gonna be gonna ask I'm just gonna do it yeah and I'll just do all the things and keep it organized and then don't even tell you if I need the extra yeah yeah organization so, yeah no, bad habits yeah total bad habits so it's been really nice having Matt because it's like okay no this has to be done a certain way this is like what I would expect out of like a reverse scenario and so it's just it's been good. I'm hoping that it comes, I mean, it will come full circle, <laughs> but the organizational thing has uh, alleviated a lot of stress on myself. It's just so time consuming. Uh, it's, you know. Oh, I do. You know. Oh, I have one last peek. Yes. We're currently in it. Yes. I moved into my house. Yes. It'll be like a, what did we call it? It's kind kind of house hacking, I guess. Yeah, it is. Although I think the definition of house hacking is living in it and renting out part of it. Yeah. But, like, we're living in it probably for the next year just because, like, funding-wise to get all the things done that we want to get done, it's going to take us that long. Hopefully only a year. Yeah. I Um, think it would have been considered house hacking had you used a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan. Fannie Mae bought mine. Oh, then, yeah, it definitely is house hacking. Because then you I literally, like, before, before we paid the first one. Well, I mean, I 
Oh, you did a conventional loan. Yeah. yeah, we did the conventional loan, and I told them exactly what our plan was. And yeah. I said at the time we were planning to live here six months, and they said, totally fine, no yeah. problems at all. And so when I got the letter that Fannie Mae bought it, it said, like, nothing about your loan has changed. We just bought it because I didn't, like, say, yeah. like, they just sent me a letter saying it was bought. So, like, I don't know. I We're planning on living in it for a year anyway, so I guess if that is a thing, it's not going to matter, but... They knew exactly what the plan was. That's yeah. my like least favorite comment. Yeah. You're committing mortgage fraud. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Do you think I'm saying this online and like I didn't <laughs> double check first? Yeah, you don't think I've asked the 18 people yeah. I had to go through to get this house? You think I didn't chill? ask you think I didn't ask the questions before <laughs> posting it online? No, I'm not. Yeah. No, if anyone was gonna do that, it would have been me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It it like stresses me out because then I'm like, wait. Because I like question myself and then I'm like, no, Emily, you asked that question. Yeah. It's my least favorite comment. Yeah. Dude, I've gone back to my lender after like when we, yeah. Anyway, I went back to my lender and I was like, is this mortgage fraud? Because we moved out of it after six months. Yeah. And she was like, literally no. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I yeah. haven't been writing at this point. So. Right. But yeah, I live in this house now and I love it. Um, And this house, I mean, it's like, it's so interesting because it's like, there's so much like carried character that's in this house, that's in the Bitely house, that's in the Hale house, that all of these are like, they fit the same outline criteria. Mm-hmm. And they're all amazing. Like this property is amazing. It's going to do so well with it. I, I'm, I think I'm going to start painting next week because oh. I'm just stuck here while Tyler's on a trip. Well, so. Yeah. Yeah, she has a husband that travels a lot for work. Yep, that's also another reason we're going to do a year because he leaves for three weeks at a time and yeah. I can only get so much done by myself. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Q4 has been a real winner for us. Um, between all of those things, uh, pits honestly have been just new problems as we kind of hone in. Mm-hmm. I think- Learning new challenges that come with the things that we're pursuing. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, collectively especially like i know for me and my husband and probably for you and tyler as well as we kind of go into this next phase i just want partnerships i just want to rinse and repeat orange cadillac over and over again i want to use as much of investor money as i can for whoever wants to make it passive and i just want to develop the market here in michigan i want to develop the market here in michigan i for me i think partnerships the way it would look like for me is i'm like willing to just do the work i'm not you know this. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this at this point. I'm not good on the phone. I'm not good at selling myself, even though I'm like confident in my abilities. I'm not good at like portraying that I'm confident in my abilities. Yeah. So I don't think I could ever be the person who's like having the conversations and like bringing in the investor capital. But I can do all the other stuff. <laughs> Everything That's else. That's the thing. But I mean, for me, my goal is like get three properties and then figure it out after that. Yeah. I want a boutique motel. Yeah. So, I want five units. That's it. Five yeah. that are little like couples retreats. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's literally on my pits list is getting financing for a multifamily deal. So like yeah. you know, we're we get Orange Cadillac up and running and Matt's like, okay, let's start looking at multifamily. And we found that perfect motel. There is a, two motels for sale that are side by side. It would have four hundred foot of lakefront shoreline. They are nearly turnkey. There's a little bit of work that needs to be done in the house that's also on the property. So you get a three-bed, two-bath house Mm -hmm. inclusive on the property with these multifamilies. 
And we have just gone from lender to lender to lender to lender to lender to lender to private money lender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just trying to figure out the financing for this deal. And because our portfolio is like exclusively single family homes. It's, Ain't happening. Oh, it's just got to find one. You got to find one who's willing to take a chance. And that's like the hardest thing. Especially walking into the dun 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 recession. Recession. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's hard. I was thinking about this yesterday when we were like online looking at houses because some I just like I didn't like narrow it down to just like multifamily or single family homes. Mm -hmm. So much land is for sale. Yeah. And instead of like, because I don't think I would be able to find like the thing that's in my head for the five units, right? Yeah. Why don't I just buy land and build? Yeah. The five units that I want on it. One thousand percent. Yeah, I think the a frames. Yeah, the immediate problem we're gonna run into is we're gonna be like, why not ten? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to manage ten. I don't either. But what if we arbitrage them? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, we'll, don't steal our idea. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> we have to find the perfect piece of property first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I but mean, it's that's... Michigan. There's property everywhere. Yeah. And honestly, I just, I feel like I'm, I feel like you and I both are walking into 2023 with all the tools that we need in our toolbox to really start scaling. And yeah. so now the problems are like, okay, who's going to give me financing for it? What investors are going to come in? It's not mm-hmm. like, how do I work with investors and how, like, it's, it's, it's finding so the who, just, not the what. Yeah. It's more so finding the people. Yeah. I feel like it, it's like uh, what Eric said the last time we talked to him on the podcast. It's like the rocket is taking off yeah and we just have to like wait yeah fan the flames yeah just like please go yeah please Please don't explode right when you get up into the atmosphere yeah and i just think that it's increasingly difficult to get financing in particular for michigan properties because there aren't ample comps you know it's the same reason why it's difficult to find investors because michigan is a risky market yeah it's hard kind of risky market but again in comparison to the rest of the country if you know what you're doing it's like literally the most profitable market i know i feel like the more we talk about it the more people are gonna like start coming here and it's gonna get flooded so fast i know know. we're gonna be a catapult for michigan which oopsies welcome but you better be doing a good job (laughs) i know i really i genuinely think allison cooch's next property is gonna be in michigan (sighs) allison cooch if you're watching this we love you love you oh my gosh i'm completely obsessed i watch all of her stuff and her scottsdale properties are just beautiful and when she said cabin vibe for her next one right now they're in ohio Mm -hmm. because that's where her husband he's on like practice Practice squad squad, for the browns should be on the regular squad oh my gosh (laughs) yeah nfl or (laughs) browns specifically i hate you guys (laughs) i was like really actually invested and then i got so (laughs) upset when he got moved back to well when he got released yeah and then when he went to practice squad i was like good for him yeah for like that had to be like a pride hit a little bit to go back to practice squad but good for him oh my gosh but and for her being so transparent about it online yeah and people are so mean to her about that well and it's hard to like it's hard to be vulnerable in your setbacks. Yeah. Everybody, you know, everybody's going through them, but and nobody it's wants like, to glorify I think it. it's just like a crazier lifestyle than like people think it is. And they don't give credit to like the fact that her life is uprooted every time his life is too. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, anyway, <laughs> but she's from Michigan and her family, her parents still live up here. And so yeah. I think, I really think her next one's going to be up here and I want to see it so bad. 
I want to be friends with her. I want to be there while she's doing it. Right. Allison, uh, uh, hit us up. Allison, you need boots on the ground. Got it. We're done. <laughs> we are it. Um, yeah, I really want Zoe Berghoff to invest in Michigan too. Oh my gosh, yeah. I feel I don't know. I don't think she's a come back to Michigan kind of girl. I, I know. she loves Colorado too much and Arizona. I know. But I want her to come back so bad too. I do too. One day, one day, one day. we'll sucker her back into mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but honestly, that was. I think that was our year. Our peaks and pits of our year. I'm sure there's things that we missed. It was a insane year. Like I said, I feel like this was the longest year ever. Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to call out specific people that we appreciate this year? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because honestly, I feel like like another thing that people don't see is the amount of support that surrounds us. Oh my gosh. Because this year has been really chaotic. It's been really emotional. It's had a ton of ups and downs as now you guys no <laughs> at a peak into but just the people around us have been really a big reason why we you know keep that fire alive i mean i think we're so certain in real estate we're so certain that airbnb is the industry that we want to be in for the foreseeable future we're so certain about the midwest we're so certain about yeah. a lot of things but it's like our corner in the space what does that look like who are we here what do we represent those are all questions that like keep us up at night <laughs> mm-hmm. so i think that like the people who are around us are really they don't get enough credit, man. <laughs> no. What I will say, my parents. Yeah, mine too. For one, I called my mom. I talked to my mom literally every single day. But, like, it's, like, the cutest thing. My dad called me when I was in Memphis, and he was like, hey, I think I want to, like, make a wedding venue, mm-hmm. and I really want your help designing it, and then I think I want to turn our house into an Airbnb, and your mom and I are going to move somewhere else. And, like, so they're interested in this industry now, too, and just, like, really don't know a lot about it other than what I've told them but like it's just so cute how supportive they are about that and like they know all of the things that I've been through this year and they're just there to listen and I just bitch to my mom all the time my (laughs) word that poor woman your mom and Donna oh Donna Donna is high on this list of people (laughs) literally like something crazy happened I don't even remember what it was Donna's the therapist oh yes Donna is my therapist and I love her um but something crazy happened and I was like having a really hard time and I was like oh shit shit and then I looked at my calendar and I had therapy the next day and I was Uh, like oh I feel so much better already just knowing that I could go talk to Donna about it um I would say our husbands oh my gosh our husbands those poor guys oh my yeah my poor husband just because this year was like so chaotic and so many moving parts and like I essentially took away any income that I was bringing in for a while and <laughs> yeah. he just had to like pick up the slack yeah and he did a really good job at that yeah well in our husband's like on the pit pit day where we really realized that we were stepping away from Subaru Slabs it was on your anniversary it was and it was on a day that Ethan planned like Ethan my husband who never plans an entire day of fun activities because I'm typically the planner of the two of us mm-hmm. plans this whole day with like helicopter rides, like dinner reservation, a oh. boat tour, like literally the most extravagant day ever. And you and I were like vacant. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tyler and I, it was our anniversary. We were touring houses on our anniversary and I'm just crying in the car. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want? me to do I was like and so he like goes to the 
goes to a restaurant, like gets me takeout food. We just eat in the car. He drives. He just lets me play my music. He lets me do all the things. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. And then we met up uh, like a couple days later and they like, Tyler and I were going to go do something. We like had plans and he was like, no, let's go to Sarah's and like, we're going to spend the night with Sarah and Ethan and just hang out decompress for a moment off of that oh, breakup. Was so nice having your husband support you through a business breakup <laughs> thank god angels yeah literal angels um yeah big thank you to maddie and skylar and eric too oh. those three maddie and skylar from sunrise homes and eric from uh hello eric you hello eric you just the support. good people yeah the yeah. support in any question that we had like there's just a lot you just you really need people who are a safe space to ask stupid questions to mm-hmm. they were absolutely that for us and i think we were that for them in a lot of ways yeah i agree 100 super thankful that matt came into our lives he's helped us in a lot of ways mm-hmm. matt and sam it always is like so good like matt you know i talk to matt like four times a day at this point mm-hmm. and there's just something about when you meet another couple and both people in the couple are just like so good, mm-hmm. you know, like there's nothing more disappointing when you meet a couple and you're like, oh, their husband sucks, you know, or like, yeah. oh, their wife is like, meh. Mm-hmm. But Matt and Sam, those two, me and Ethan just think that they are the cat's meow. And that was a huge win. Um, yeah. And our friends, our friends have been super our friends supportive are good. this year. Our, this is kind of a tangent, but our friend group has just gone through it this year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's been an interesting all the friend year. Yeah. We have a group of like six girls that we're super close with. We have like, that's the group that we spend friends miss with and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And we have one out of the six of us that has pretty severe cancer. She's had cancer three times this year, actually. Mm-hmm. So on top of all of the chaos, <laughs> on top of all of that, on. we've been dealing with that. Where it's just not deserved. So yeah, there's so many great things too. One of our friends had a baby. Mm, yeah, we have a little babe in our group. Yeah, first one. First one, very exciting. Yeah, we're all somehow we and both of us ended up back in Michigan when we have a friend going through so much and a friend that just had a baby. Yeah, that's kind of a blessing in disguise. That was a big blessing in disguise. Yeah, I was supposed to be literally across the world. Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. I wasn't even supposed to be in this country yeah. right now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and it's like, so our friend who has cancer, her name is Nicole. Um, I've gone over to Nicole's house twice in the past few months. One right before we decided the split with Super O Slabs. Mm-hmm. And one afterward, this was a couple of weeks ago. And the one before, I just remember like going over there and I just like wanted to be supportive of her. Mm-hmm. And because she had been like cooped up in her house for so long, she was like, literally tell me every single detail that's happening in your life. Mm-hmm. And so I just like spilled and she just had the best advice, you know, towards Super Slab. She was like, Sarah, I just don't feel like it's aligned. She like confirmed every like anxiety that I was having and that I like felt the way that I needed to feel about it. And so it just was like, how do you have cancer? And also are like deciding my life choices right now. <laughs> yeah, she's incredible. Super fun. So Anyway, that kind of was a tangent off of Airbnb, but um, there's our year in a whole. I want to say thank you to all of you guys yes. as well. I mean, our community here, um, although sometimes we have some unruly people in the comments, for the most part, 99% of the interaction that we have with you guys has been 
incredible incredibly um, positive yes yeah it's and so nice. yeah and a lot of you have become good friends and fellow investors we recognize your names and yeah. all of that it's so fun <laughs> it's so fun so um as we walk into this new year there's going to be a lot more content coming your way there's going to be a lot more properties coming your way we will we promise no matter what whenever we learn something new you are the first person that we share it with yes <laughs> um and our dms are always open for suggestions as well i had someone last week that was like do you like when people tell you like a different perspective and i'm like yes literally it's like a cheat code to our business is when Mm -hmm. people correct us (laughs) yeah yeah and we like yeah we definitely like giving opinions we are pretty headstrong on some things but yeah there are other things where like we need perspective yeah absolutely so Keep connecting with us. We appreciate all of you. And we yeah. hope that you had maybe a little less of a roller coaster of a year than we did. But Thanks for uh, buckling in with us <laughs> yeah. on this roller coaster of a year. You guys saw us go through two pretty big rebrands this year and uh, stuck with us through it. So. Yeah, we appreciate you more Thank than you, you even now. Hopefully so. we'll have a little more clarity as 2023 starts. Or not, whatever. Or not. You guys are along for the ride now. Yeah whatever (laughs) we'll figure it out maybe we'll come up with a new business venture next year (laughs) maybe we'll see but we appreciate you guys thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you in 2023 Bye. bye